Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to Accelerate, the official podcast of the Ignite Prophetic Network. I hope this audio equips and inspires you to move deeper into the prophetic with greater accuracy and greater passion. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement, awakeninghouseofprayer.com. Check out our services in South Florida, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., and uh, we are pressing in. You know, there's a difference between the a.m. and p.m. services, two separate worship leaders, two different messages, and the first service is more like a practical, you know, Joyce Meyer style, everyday life, applying the word, walking it out, making your life better by doing what God says. The second service, a little bit different, a little more of a gospel flow, a little more of a, uh, how would you say, dealing with some issues that are not so much mainstream, a little more aggressive, a little more on the cutting edge. So there's something for everybody to Awakening House of Prayer. We have the kids ministry up and running for you. God is good. Hey, Matt, I'm the founder of the Ignite Prophetic Network, ignitenow.org. You can find that there. We want to do prophetic life with you. Check it out. God is good. We're going to talk today about dream interpretation. And I did a whole teaching on this the other night with uh, Apostle Jay Caprietta uh, on his page. And I'll put that up on my YouTube page soon. But I want to do what I call rapid fire dream interpretation. What does that mean, Jennifer? What it means is you're not going to give me a novel. Now, I asked many of you to send in your dreams ahead of time. Unfortunately, some of you sent me literally five pages and 10 dreams, five pages long. Guys, as much as I love you, I can't find the time to read through all that and help you. So it's called rapid fire. Think of of Awakening House of Prayer. Yes, think of Awakening House of Prayer. Think of IHOP in Kansas City, rapid fire prayers. They're not 30-minute prayers. Like my morning prayer broadcast, those are what? I pray for what? 30, 35, 45 minutes, right? This is not that. Rapid fire, quick, 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 quick. Now, I can't guarantee that I can interpret all of your dreams. Joseph told the baker and the butler in prison, do not the interpretations belong to God. So the interpretations belong to God. He has to show us what they mean. Though I have, I believe, uh, a gift and I'm developing that gift. I'm not the best dream interpreter in the world. Uh, The Lord has to show me. Uh, But I am uh, going to give it uh, my best this afternoon. I have not read through the dreams that I've received. Uh, I'm wanting to be spontaneous. I may not have all the answers, and I may not get to your dreams. So don't get upset with me and ban me and block me and curse me. And Don't do that. It just hurts you. It doesn't hurt me. Um, And we want you to continue to enjoy these broadcasts. Amen. I'm being rather bold this afternoon. Why? Because it's been a week of just being attacked and attacked and attacked and you get enough is enough and you have to begin to speak up and speak out. So don't be rude. Amen. We've got block patrol on duty. If I don't get to you, you'll still learn something about dreams based on what I share. Okay. I love you guys. I uh, want you to keep this to about two or three sentences. I cannot possibly read these fast enough. All right. And you're going to want to hold off and just wait because I've got a list of dreams I'm going to go through here. And like I said, you're going to learn something. So don't keep putting it up right now because probably for the next few minutes, I'm not even going to be looking. Okay, quite frankly, just go ahead and type it out and wait to cut and paste it in. Okay, fair enough. Here we go. All right, let's see if we how many of these we can get through in the time that I have. I was in a nail salon 
and sitting across the way from a woman of Asian descent. She said to me, the time is now. Romans 8, 28. He is sending you someone to fulfill your purpose. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know why you were sitting in a nail salon. I don't know what nail salons mean to you. I don't know if that's a place you go and you find it relaxing. I'm not quite sure. Um, what sticks out, though, to me is the Romans 8.28. Now, you don't have to be a prophet to figure out that scripture says God works all things together for the good to those who love you, love him and are called according to his purposes. And so God is going to turn a situation around from your past where there was somebody who came in maybe as an assignment or somebody who came in that actually took your life off course. And he's actually now going to send you someone that is like the Isaac instead of the Ishmael. And he's going to send someone in your life. And it says the time is now. Faith is now. So put your faith on this and begin to know and understand that God is working it out. His promises are yes and amen. And he makes up for things that happen to us in the course of our life. Amen. Here's a dream. I was at work in an intensive I was at work. She's an intensive care nurse. So she was at the hospital. She was looking after a critically ill patient. As is normal practice, this type of patient would need to have cardiac studies, measurements done and displays, blah, blah, blah. In the dream, I had just finished doing these measurements and on and on looking at the screen, anticipating to see figures of oxygenations and cardiac rhythms, the only word on the screen was, okay, there's there's nothing there. You left a typo, sweetheart, and I can't see. Oh, oh the word was the word Acts two. Is the word Acts two the only only words on the screen? Okay, I get it. It's just there. It's chopped up here. It's not a complete sentence. Forgive me. I'm trying to navigate a lot of typos here with everybody. Acts two. The only word on the screen in the ICU. She looks at the screen after doing the test. It's Acts two. Then I woke up, found the Bible, and started reading this chapter. It was two a.m. On discussing this dream of the pastor of the church, he thought perhaps it was Jesus coming through the screen, but then again, he wasn't sure that Jesus was coming through the television. But this is getting very confusing. Um, in that sense, you're going to want to go and read Acts 2 until God shows you. Um, this is too much information for me, uh, but it sounds like a good dream, and God is definitely trying to communicate to you. So when you, here's the principle. When you, when you see scripture in dream, God is speaking you through that scripture. We've had two dreams in a row that deal specifically with scriptures. So Acts 2, that's when they were in the upper room. See, Acts 2 has nothing to do with Jesus. Acts 1 is where Jesus spoke to, for 40 days to the disciples and taught them about the kingdom of God for 40 days. Acts 2 has to do with the Holy Ghost and the birth of the church. All right. So you have to read that over and over till God gives you revelation. And it probably has to do with healing power in the hospital that you're working at and probably laying hands on people as you can, not like overtly, but as you're, you know, checking them and praying. Um, that's what comes to me. But you're going to have to get that that uh, that intention for yourself. OK, I had a flash vision of a modem with antenna flashing by my bedside table, a modem with an antenna flashing. I fell asleep thinking there's a monitoring gadget in my room. I dreamt I was talking to a friend on my phone. I also had the friend's phone on my other hand. I could not hear her end of the conversation and since her surroundings on that phone, I asked her, why is your phone here on my end? She mumbled about it being an old phone and not working very well. Um, usually, usually in dreams, when there are issues with phones, and I've had a lot of these, uh, the enemy many times is working to frustrate your communication. He's working to frustrate your communication. And you thought there was a monitoring gadget in your room. 
it's very likely that the enemy is, is watching, and particularly with this particular relationship, this particular friendship that you're talking about. You're going to have to be very careful because it sounds to me, Lolita, like the enemy is trying to meddle in that friendship through communication. And maybe, because you mentioned something old here, this may be an old issue that you faced before, either with this friend or with another relationship. And so you have to understand that this is a warning dream. This is God is warning you and the communication is frustrated. It's the enemy. And because it was in your hand, it might have something to do with the way that people perceive the way that you're speaking. Not that you're doing anything wrong, but we know right now in particular, we've talked about this twisting spirit that's twisting communications. All right. Here's one more. Uh, uh, here's one more. It uh, looks like it's from also from, I was holding my child to go to, into her school. I woke up at home with no recollection of what happened. I accused, ac accused my sister that she hypnotized me. She said something. Uh, uh, she said it was Samuel. She saw him taking me in front of the school and hypnotized me, but he was not aware that she saw him. Wow. See, now I don't know who Samuel is, and that's where I would need context to understand this dream. So whoever Samuel is, um, it seems as if there's something going on with Samuel here. Um, I don't know if this is a real person, Samuel, uh, but hypnotize, that's like witch, this is in the realm of witchcraft. It's uh, taking you out of your normal consciousness into an altered state of consciousness, and that's not good. Um, yeah, so this is some kind of an attack, and it might not even be Samuel if this is a real person, but it could be what Samuel represents to you. Um, it could represent something else. Or the names in a dream, listen to me, the names in a dream. The names in a dream. Fernanda, I'm about to get to your dream. For na the names in a dream. It might not even be the real Samuel. It could be what the name Samuel means. You have to go look up what Samuel means, although I think it's a really good word. So because Samuel the prophet, I think it means dedicated to God or something like that. That's what Enoch means. I can't remember what Samuel means. Fernanda says, I was holding a beautiful baby on my arms. All of a sudden, the baby got tense and his veins were showing. I remember binding the devil and saying that he couldn't have my son. I didn't wake up at the alarm, but I was wondering if my son in real life, who is now 22 years old, is in danger, or if this is a warning from God, he is not saved. Um, it could be a warning from God. The, the reality that you, uh, oftentimes babies in dreams represent something that you've birthed, something that you've recently birthed, something that's new, or something that you're going to birth. Um, it could, could be God showing you something you're going to birth, that the enemy is going to attack. And you would only know if you're in the middle of birthing something, or it could be something that you've recently started, some new project, some something that you've recently birthed. By that, I mean a new project, a new job, uh, something new that you've uh, that God has caused you to produce. Uh, the enemy always tries to kill things that are two years old and younger. We see that with Herod killed all the kids that were all the males that were under two and uh, Pharaoh killed all the kids as well. And so we see this pattern of the enemy trying to kill things that are less than two years old. And so you have to you have to look at your life and say, what have you produ produced or what has God put on your heart to produce? The other side of it is it could mean um, that it's an attack against your son. So uh, it doesn't sound that way to me, but you'll have to pray and you will know from uh, when you when you settle. But keep asking the Lord. Recurrent dream about two houses. One house I know people keep breaking into the house. Uh, when there's a recurring dream, that means God is really trying to get your attention. It means that you're not getting or understanding the message 
Or it can also mean that this event that God is trying to warn you about, in this case, it is a warning since it's a, it's a people trying to break into the house. That means it's a warning. God is warning you. So the, 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 the reality is, is that when it's coming closer and closer and closer, God will keep giving you dreams that are closer together. So maybe you had the dream and it was, you know, 10 years ago, then you had it five years ago, then you had it two years ago, then you had it a year ago. Now you're having it every month. And all of a sudden you're having it every week. That's like birth pangs. You know, it's about to happen. Uh, but tr- somebody trying to break in your house, that's the enemy, John 10, 10, who comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And so you're going to have to ask the Lord, what is this assignment that's come, coming against me? Or, and, and, or you go ahead and you bind it, you break it and you push it back so that it doesn't manifest in the natural. Amen. God is good. You had a dream about a tsunami. It was shaped like a scorpion and the sky was pink. Now, I don't know what the color pink means, but Jesus said in Luke, I believe it's Luke 10, 8, that we can trample on serpents and scorpions and nothing shall by any means harm us. Now, tsunami doesn't have to represent an actual tsunami. That's where a lot of prophets and dreamers get it wrong. They have a dream about a tsunami coming over Florida and they think it's a literal tsunami, like an actual wave, when chances of that happening are very rare, what does the tsunami of what? What does the tsunami represent? What kind of danger is it? Clearly, it's some kind of danger. You have to press into the Lord, a scorpion. Look up in the Bible, what does a scorpion represent? Well, it represents something that's going to sting you, that's going to poison you, right? And so you've got to use your uh, your intellect to go look at what the Bible says about these sorts of things and let the Bible help you to interpret your dreams. Does that make sense? Three cracked and broken windows at the church in the dream. Now, if it's your church, obviously the enemy is trying to get in. Windows often represent a prophetic perspective. It could be that the enemy is attacking the prophetic in your church, trying to pervert it, trying to infiltrate it. And so again, I don't know for sure, but those are things that come to my heart. Keep having dreams about people you never met. That's all right. That's not unusual. You might meet them one day. They might not mean, they, you might never meet them. Pizza dreams. That's right. Snakes in your garden, which morphed into something apparently less challenging. Snakes typically uh, deal with lies or venom, gossip, uh, things like that. If they were morphed into something else, if you've been praying against it, it could be a sign that your prayers are working. Um Uh, but it's not a good dream. God is showing you something. Dreams are often symbolic and parabolic. You got to get my book. I don't have a copy of it here. Decoding your dreams. I need, Prophet Vanessa, I need a copy of every one of my books at my house when we're there tonight, if you can help me remember to grab those. I've got a few of them, uh, but I'm always wanting to refer to books and I don't have them here. Uh, visions are often more literal dreams, often more parabolic and symbolic. So dreams can be literal. They, They literally can be literal. But even when they're literal, they tend to have at least some element of abstractness, parabolic, symbolic. Doorbells ringing, waking you up. You've had this happen over and over. So that's a repetitive dream. You've got to press in and ask the Lord what this is about. But what is a doorbell? What is the significance of a doorbell? It's to alert you that someone is trying to enter. So what are your emotions in the dream? Are you afraid? Are you welcomed? Are you startled? Do you feel uh, unprepared to let somebody in? Many times your emotions in a dream can help you determine uh, enough context to find uh, at least part of the interpretation. And remember, not every interpretation do you receive immediately. Sometimes you'll have a dream and you won't get the interpretation for a year later, six months later, three weeks later, or 10 years later, because God is just giving you that so he can show you later this was that. 
Let's see. You and Jesus standing on top of a mountain praying. Well, uh, if there's a mountain near you, go up to the top of it and pray. Uh, God is trying to show you that he wants to take you higher in prayer. He wants to take you to places in prayer that you've not yet been. He wants to take you uh, to a higher place and to a higher perspective. Uh, it could also be that he's trying to show you that you are seated with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers, and that that is your position. Maybe you are not praying from a position of victory. Those are two things that come to mind. Well, we know that uh, sheeps and wolves clothing is a Bible symbol. Uh, so it could be that there's some false prophet who looks like Superman, charismatic, uh, you know, very super accurate, uh, and that's uh, perhaps targeting the children. I, I really don't know on that. You can put, you can fit. The danger with dream interpretation is if you get real adept at at understanding the symbols, you can think you know what something means, but you can't go by symbols alone because God's prayer language for or prayer language, yeah. God's dream language to you is at least somewhat subjective to you. For example, uh, if I, if you, I love sushi. So if I'm eating sushi in a dream, that's a good thing. If you hate sushi and you had poison, uh, food poisoning last time you ate sushi and you never ate it again and, and it makes you sick to look at it, sushi in a dream is not a good, a good thing for you. So God will speak to us in ways that are, that are very, um, God will speak to us in ways that are subject to us, like that means something to us and nobody else. That's why sometimes I don't know what it means, or I could be telling you wrong, but I'm telling you what the symbols mean. And sometimes I'm, I'm knowing what they, what, what your dream means. Dr. Miles Monroe handed you a book and it was not in English. Well, just because you dream about a person, a public figure in a dream doesn't mean that is about them. So, uh, cause let's face it. Dr. Miles Monroe is dead. He's never going to hand you a book. So what does Dr. Miles Monroe represent to you? Since you know you're never going to meet him, this, this can't be a literal dream. It cannot be a literal dream. There's no way it can be a literal dream. So what does he represent to you? And the book was in a language you couldn't understand. That could be uh, he could be representing Jesus. But what does he represent to you? It could be that God's about to give you a revelation uh, that, uh, that you're not yet going to be able to understand. But he's written it down for you. You just write it down. They're always deliver, we're dreaming about delivering babies or having babies. Well, that's good. God's wanting to use you uh, as a, it could be wanting to use you as a midwife in the spirit. You dream seeing storms. You're telling people they're coming. Other dreams I hear winds in the background, non-storm dreams. Uh, sounds like you're, that's an intercessory prayer dream. Storms are, that's pretty uh, easy to figure out what a storm is, right? Are any dreams given by the devil? If so, can you back that up by scripture? Um, well, we know the enemy attacks us. He releases vain imaginations according to 2 Corinthians 10.5. So if he can release vain imaginations while we're awake, he can also do it while we're asleep, right? Uh, it happens all the time uh, with people. Dreams, you opened your daughter's fridge and there was a positive pregnancy test. Well, and that seems fairly uh, easy to translate. Either she's going to get pregnant in the natural or she's going to get pregnant in the spirit, right? One or the other. One or the other. Praise God. Reoccurring dreams about your deceased father. You have to be careful with uh, dreams about deceased relatives because those could be familiar spirits. So are they talking to you? Um, what is your emotion in the dream? Does it scare you? Does it comfort you? If it's comforting you, that's probably a familiar spirit. If it scares you, that's probably a, de a devil trying to scare you. So God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Look, I'm a dreamer, and so I had to press in to what God was saying to me in my dreams. And I studied books after books after books, trying to understand what is God saying to me. I finally learned some things that aren't taught a lot. 
One of the things I learned was that dream codes are subjective. They're cultural. They mean something to you that they might not mean to me. What you dream is different than what I dream. Listen, I want to teach you in this eight hour intensive dream interpretation basics, but also dream interpretation at an advanced level. Some of you are having dreams. You don't know what God is saying. You're desperate to hear his voice. He keeps giving you recurring dreams, dreams with famous people, whatever it is. There are so many things that we can learn about the dream world according to the word of God and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to teach you tap into this decoding your dreams intensive eight hours school the spirit.tv. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information on ignite, including the company of Sears, the lighthouses, the company of scribes and everything we have to offer visit ignitenow.org that's ignitenow.org you have gifts god expects you to use them if you need training to school your gift log on to schoolofthespirit.tv you'll find training in spiritual warfare prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.